Moat on the volley. And yes! the corner. What a start for West Bromwich Albion. The Baggies Podcast, giving you the latest news, views and opinions on all things Albion. Hello and welcome back to the Baggies Podcast, where of course we're giving you all the latest news, views and opinions on all things Albion. Today we're going through a match reaction episode of the podcast where we'll be talking all about the 1-0 win against Birmingham City in probably the best Midlands derby that we're going to get this season. But today I'm joined by Joe from the Albion Show to chat about the game. Joe, how are you doing, mate? Welcome to the show. I'm not too bad, thank you, mate. How about yourself? Yeah, not too bad. Even better after after a pretty decent win on Friday night, to be honest. It, it makes makes things a lot better, to be honest, uh, winning as West Bromwich Albion. But yeah, we we obviously we'll chat about the game today, Joe, and we'll we'll take take a little little stroll through that that fixture and and what what, what a fantastic result it was in the end. But obviously going into the game, we just had the international break. We just lost to Stoke before that. You know, the mood around the around the West Brom fans was pretty low because obviously. You know, the unbeaten start was something that we were kind of clinging to and something that we were saying that that's, you know, that's 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 a really good thing. And see, for that to disappear was a little bit difficult losing against Stoke. And obviously it was a difficult game. But going into the game, Joe, what were your kind of thoughts on whether we beat Birmingham? What, what were your thoughts really going into it? Well, I think after the Stoke game, I think everyone was pretty kind of down and, you know, down the dumps. But I think the international break came at a good time. It gave us time to regroup and kind of uh, reassess and like a re kind of like reevaluate our tactics, but kind of hopefully find a way, a new way of playing. But I was hopeful in terms of the Birmingham match. They've had some good results at the start of the season, kind of fell off towards the end of the international break. But um, I was hopeful of the win. They have got quite a good, few good players. I've like got Chong on over Man United and um, Dini as well, who didn't even play or didn't even come on. But um, they, they both pose real threats for Birmingham going forward. Yeah, yeah, and I think it, it, I know international breaks. We said before are really, really irritating. But at this point, it kind of came at a good time, as you said. Like it was, it was kind of we were just stopping that potential momentum for you know potentially losing another game on the bounce. You know, it can be quite infectious in the championship. Do you feel like the international break sort of just came and just sort sort of stopped us there and just allowed us to just can't sort of calm down really after after what was a disappointing loss. Yeah, I think after the game, the game against Cardiff in midweek. So, like, we won 4 0 there and then we lost kind of 1 0 mm. against Stoke. But, um, yeah, if we had another game on the Wednesday, might, I don't know if our morale would have kind of dipped. But, yeah, the international break definitely gave, like, the core squad who didn't go out on the international break time to kind of find themselves really and prepare for the next game against Birmingham. Yeah, and it was, it was really nice because that international break obviously came at a bit of a nice time. It allowed you know, somebody like Matt Clark to, to get the, get his fitness back and just, I know he played the under-23s and he was on the bench for Stoke as well. It just gave him a little bit of extra time where he did, where we're not where he's not missing all those games to just regroup and, and get back into the side. Obviously, he came into the 11. He was one of two changes from the side that, that played Stoke. He came in for reach, which meant that Townsend was pushed on a little bit and then Phillips come in for Hugh Gill. I don't know what you made of the lineup. Were there any changes that you, you might have made to that side that, that went out against Birmingham? Well, considering the update to um, Dian Garner about his hamstring injury, I don't think there's any changes I would have made. Potentially Hugel on for Phillips, but I thought Phillips was the right decision at the start of the game. Um, the defence was really solid. I think I think that was the three I would have chosen. 
Mm. If Derek Shea would have been fit, I would have put him in. But those those um, defense was really solid. And then the midfield four, I think that's going to be pretty consistent throughout the season. Um, but yeah, I was pretty happy with the lineup. Yeah, me too. I think yeah, there was there's nothing really. I thought I like Hugh Gillan. I think he's he obviously works really hard, which is nice to see, and he obviously suits the style of play. But I thought he had did have a little bit of a shocker against Stoke. I think the ball just it was like he had like it was he had like loads of magnets on him, and he was just repelling the ball every time it came towards him. It was. It's pretty shocking, but obviously this is kind of this this game against Birmingham is kind of a little bit of a, a Midlands derby, if you like. Obviously, we got Villa and Wolves, who are kind of our, our bigger games. Would would you say that Birmingham is 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 a bit of a derby for us? I know it means a bit more now. Stoke and Villa aren't uh, not Stoke and Villa. Wolves and Villa aren't in the in the league with us. What do, what what would you make of that being a derby itself? I think it's kind of like a mild derby, if that makes sense. You've got like, the massive derbies with kind of Wolves, and then you've got kind of semi tier with Villa. But then the bottom will come blues in terms of those kind of big four. But um, yeah, it's not really kind of a big derby, I wouldn't class it as. No, it was it's kind of one of them that, yeah, you, you kind of get up for it a bit more when you when you're not in the same tier, you're not in the same division as Villa and Wolves. But I guess to be fair, they, they travelled in numbers to be fair, blues, and they did bring a lot of lot of support away and it did make for a decent atmosphere. So yeah, I guess it, it kind of did turn into one, I suppose, and, and especially as the game went on, which was really, really tight, really, for most of the game. In terms of your like overall thoughts on the game, Joe, what did what did you make of the the actual game itself? Obviously, we won one 0 but there was a lot of disgruntled, you know, atmosphere from from the fans, despite the fact that we won, which has been a case a lot this season. I don't know what you made of the game overall. Well, I think um, it was kind of a weird one, really. We had we at times we stopped, we when we kept the ball down, we kind of played good football, tried to like play progressively. But in terms of out possession, we just as soon as we like won the ball back, we kind of handed it forward straight back to them. And I, I really think the Blues deserve something from the game. I don't know about you, but they had a few good chances with Hogan and Sunjic at the bar as well. But um, I really do think Blues deserve something from it. I think we was like kind of fortunate to get the goal. We didn't really create anything apart from that goal. We we did actually create the um, Townsend chance and the Bartley chance at the end. But um, yeah, I think a, a win. It's probably slightly in favour towards us. A draw would probably have been a fair result, but I'm, I'm happy with the win. And if, at the end of the season, three points is three points, and it's three points close to the promotion. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in agreement with you. I think Birmingham deserved probably a point at the game. I thought, in terms of, I think we dominated the game in terms of like possession, which was a bit odd from us because obviously we're not used to really, you know, keeping the ball for that long. But I think Birmingham, that Hogan chance where he ended up stretching for that cross. I think it was Bella who crossed it in and he was sliding across the goal to try and meet it. Honestly, absolutely head in hands there. That was that was a mad moment in the game. And yeah, if they'd have scored there, I think we'd have been in a bit of trouble because we'd have had to break Birmingham down when they're not playing so expansively. Um, so look, the performance was obviously not a fantastic one because we kind of let Birmingham have a bit too much on the counter-attack, which I said before the game was, was going to be a big thing. Do you think we kind of nullified Birmingham's threat or do you think that we, we kind of let them on to us a, a little bit too much? I think we nullified them to a certain extent. I think that, uh, I think it was the first chance from the corner they had, the first corner we had, they left two up against two. Or yeah. two one. I think you always knew that something was going to happen then and we just kind of didn't, we, we deal with that at the end. But um, yeah, I think we definitely nullified their attacking options. I think... Uh, Townsend did really well kind of working back and getting forward and mm. Matt Clark as well special shout out for him for coming back after mm. injury he was really good and uh, but I've, I've really enjoyed Matt Clark since um, he signed he's been really uh, kind of consistent and solid at the back but I think 
him, uh, Bartley and the guy dealed with Jukovic quite well, mm. as well as uh, Bella when he came on to some extent, and then Hogan, he missed that chance, but apart from that, he didn't really create anything. No. Yeah, I thought, um, I, I, I'm going to expand on that point of, of Matt Clark, because I just think he, he I know he's a lone player and I hope he isn't a lone player, to be honest, next season. I hope we do actually buy him permanently, especially if we go up. But I just think his influence on the side, having that kind of balance in the, in like down that left side, obviously he's the left-footed centre-back. Obviously we've got Brian, who's supposedly left-footed, but we haven't seen very much of him. I just think, I, I don't know what you make of this, Joe, but I just think he's, he, he's just as important as, as a lot of players in the side, especially, you know, just adding that quality in the back line, and it also obviously allows Townsend to push on. I don't know whether I don't know how you feel about Clark and whether you think he's a he's quite important. But yeah, what do, what do you make of what do you make of Clark? Yeah, I completely agree. Really, I think he's one of the kind of vital pieces to our system. I know when um, I think when he got injured after the Blackburn game, everything kind of went downhill. Really, we had that one 0 win against Peterborough, and then the kind of the successive draws. But um, yeah, I'm really glad he's back. Uh, I think. Um, when Ajayi came in against Peterborough, I think he did a perfectly all right job. And then O'Shea went out. And then we had yeah. Townsend at the centre-back, which kind of really um, disgruntled the back three, really, because mm-hmm. you had kind of San- Townsend. He's not like a really centre-back. But um, I'm really glad he's back. And I think he's definitely going to be a very important player in our promotion push this season. Yeah, definitely. I, I Yeah, couldn't agree with that more, really. I, I, I've, I've, just, I've not seen too many people like really singing his play- praises, which gets on my nerves because... I feel like he's, you know, especially when he's playing like against Luton. Remember, it obviously came off and everything everything went down the pan really with with Clark. So, yeah, and it's obviously good to see Townsend back in his natural position. I personally would have given him a man of the match. Obviously, we've had Reach in that position, and I think Reach has done as good as he can. I think he's done all right really down that position. It's just the fact that Townsend was a centre back that made us a little bit weaker. What did you make of Townsend's performance coming back into that left wing back role? I think that role really suits him. I think, um, yeah, it really suits his player style, bombing up and down the wings and getting some really dangerous crosses in. He had that fierce shot early on in the game, mm. which was tipped over by Sarkic. But, um, yeah, he's really consistent. I think he was one of the most consistent players in the Premier League last season. Mm. So it's a real kind of joy to have him back in that position. And, um, yeah, hopefully not too many other clubs are taking a look at him because he's a really important player to us. Yeah, just to think we got him for, what was it, three quarters of a million pounds yeah. from, from Scunthorpe. That was a, a mad, obviously at the time, it was sort of like he was coming in almost like a second or third choice right uh, left back when I think we were, we'd just come down. But, you know, the, to, to see the way he's developed through through the years, and obviously, as you mentioned, in the Premier League, he's really consistent. Um, but in this left wing back role, he looks really revitalised and obviously he probably did have one of our better chances in the game, which came from his his shot and yeah, just having him down that left-hand side, I don't think we can understate his and Clark's, you know, influence on that left-hand side and how much it makes that team tick. But see, in the middle of the part, we had a little bit of an injury to Alex Mowat, which was, see, a shame to see because he's been such a vital player, scored some fantastic goals. Um, but obviously, he was risked kind of for this game because obviously he had a little bit of an injury last time out. Um, I don't know what you made of um, that that midfield pairing and what you've made of Livermore and Moat throughout the season because obviously Livermore's come back in after the Premier League where he barely played and now he's back in the side and he's captain again. I don't know what you've made of them two in the midfield. Yeah, I th- I've been really impressed with them so far. I think kind of early on in the season, I think uh, Moat and Livermore's quality really showed. And I think um, towards the end of this kind of bad run of form that we've had with the three draws or the four draws, mm-hmm. whatever we had, I think Livermore has kind of just been that defensive midfielder, kind of running that rock. And Moe, it's been kind of the expressive kind of midfielder, mm. kind of spraying passes, almost like the Sawyer's role, but kind of a bit, yeah. bit more kind of pressing and uh, more progressive, I think. 
But um, yeah, I was really impressed with Malumbi, who actually came on yeah. instead of uh, Moa. He really kind of provided energy in that midfield and uh, kind of stopped the attacks. I think one of the chances where uh, Birmingham were through, but the Reds kind of swept yeah. up and kind of put more forward. But I was, yeah, I was really impressed with Malumbi and hopefully he gets some more minutes in the future. Yeah, I'd, I'd, if Moet's not fit, I think he's definitely the guy who needs to come in. When he got down the other end of the pitch and he was shielding the ball in the corner, I think, I don't know what it was, but he, he seemed so strong. I know he's a little lad, you know, he's only about five, five, eight, five, nine or something like that for, for a footballer quite short. But he was really tenacious and looked quite strong and quite mobile. And I thought he looked really good. I, I, I would certainly start him. I don't know, do you think he should start if, if Moet's not, not fit next, next game against Swansea? Yeah, definitely. I reckon uh, he definitely deserves to start after that performance against Birmingham. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, he, he, was, he was really good. I, I, I don't know what it was. It, it, you know, he's obviously not been in the side very much. I think it must have been a case of getting up to fitness. Obviously, we've seen with Valley likes to just sort of let the players bed themselves in before he starts chucking them on the pitch. He's not that kind of person to throw throw people in at the deep end. But obviously, it was a game that was decided by a goal later on in the game, which was uh, Carlan Grant's finish, who yet again came through for us and managed a goal. Do you think he can continue this sort of goal-scoring form? Because obviously, I, I wouldn't, I don't know if you disagree with this, but I would, I would say that Grant's not doing a whole lot in the game, like actually, you know, in general play. I just think he's kind of coming up with the goals, which is fine. I don't mind that at all. If he's coming up with the goals, that's all we can expect from him. What have you made from, from Grant? And do you, do you think he can kind of carry on this goal-scoring run that he's been on? Yeah, I definitely think he can carry on. He's kind of got that kind of trademark finish where he cuts in off the left-hand side onto his right foot, buries it in the corner. Does the same against Cardiff. But yeah, I agree with you completely about how he's not really doing much in the game um, beforehand. I think him and Phillips were quite poor before the goal. Mm. Um, and then uh, you had Robinson obviously got changed to Hugo, who um, did put himself about a bit and held the ball quite well. But um, yeah, I really do think Grant could continue this form. I'm not sure whether he'll be up there with kind of the... Uh, 25 goals, whatever Mitrovic is going to get in the season because he's definitely going to win the golden boot. Mm. But, um, yeah, I reckon we've definitely got some firepower in that front three. Yeah, and obviously Robinson got substituted, which was it's kind of a shame because I, I expected him to come and like, bang in three goals like he did against uh, Qatar for Ireland the other day. But I thought it was a little bit of a shame to see him go up. I thought Phillips, I, I, I can understand why you're keeping Grant on, even though, as we said, he's not playing that great in general play because he's obviously got that finishing touch, which he's, he's shown against QPR, he's shown against Cardiff, and now he's shown it against, uh, against Blues. Um, would you have ch- taken Robinson off at the point that, that he did? And obviously, would you, would you have changed him for Hugill? Because as I said, I'm a fan of Hugill. I like that he works hard. But yeah, obviously, he's not quite of the same quality, I think, as, as Robinson. I don't know what, you made, what did you make of that, 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 that change at halftime? Uh, at the time, I was a bit surprised. I would, I would have kept Robertson on personally. I would have maybe brought Phillips off because uh, as a player, I wasn't quite kind of impressed with his performance. But because at the end of the game, I see why he did it. You had like the um, three physical centre halves of um, mm. of Blues, so I can see why um, Hugo kind of came in and did that role really. Because um, yeah, Robertson he didn't really do much in the game. A bit like Grant and Phillips, our front three was kind of ineffective in that first half, but. Yeah, I could definitely see why he brought Hugo on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all about that physicality. I think when playing in the championship, you almost kind of don't want to have to bring on Hugo, but there's so many times where, you know, like against Millwall, like against Blues, like against somebody like Stoke, where you have to play him because you just have to get make that ball stick up top. Obviously, Townsend was was would would have been my man of the match as we've spoken about would who would have been your man of the match in in this particular midlands derby we'll call it 
yeah, I would have given it to Townsend or maybe Matt Clark on his return. Matt Clark Dini, as I like to call him, because he's uh, like... <laughs> but um, yeah, I would definitely give it to Townsend or Clark. Yeah, and Clark, I've noticed, has has, has um, decided to give in to give in to the inevitable of I think he's gonna of going bold. I think he's just decided to he's had enough of going bold and he's just decided to shave it off himself. Yeah, he's uh, he's certainly made made for an interesting hairstyle going into that Birmingham game. I, I think he's just decided I've had enough of this. I'm I'm shaving it all off. Um, so Joe, we'll chat a little bit about Swansea now, which is obviously a, a big game. They they won uh, in the lunchtime game that we're recording today in their in their South Wales derby. What are you thinking going into going into this game on on I think Wednesday night? I think it's going to be a clash of styles. I don't think that Russell Martin will change his style like I think that other teams have against us. I think like with Birmingham, they're normally kind of not ticky tacker, but you know, kind of possession based. Yeah. Stoke did that against us and did quite well. But Russell Martin's known for kind of like a passing style, passing and moving. But we're kind of more direct or vertically, vertical football, I think, as I like to refer to it. But um, yeah, it's definitely going to be an interesting affair. They've got some really good players in terms of Grimes and uh, like Joel, Joel Perot, who scored today mm, as well. Yeah. And you had a Patterson, I think, scored a really good goal. So um, it's definitely going to be an interesting matchup. But I, uh, hopefully, we can get the three points. Yeah, I don't know about you, Joe, but I'm kind of licking my lips with the way that Swansea play their football. Obviously, Russell Martin known to have his philosophy and his style of play where he likes to play out from the back. And uh, we've notoriously, especially against somebody like Sheffield United, we we relish the opportunity of playing against a side that plays out from the back. How do you think that the press can exploit um, Russell Martin's play style on Wednesday? I think it can be really effective. It's just a, just the way that Swansea kind of deal with it. If they kind of hold on the ball for too long, then we're definitely going to uh, pounce on those opportunities because our high press is just going to close them down and then mm. not really allow them to start time and space to think and pass, which they normally have time to do against other teams. I think for Cardiff, for example, we can kind of learn from that because Cardiff are also a kind of physical team. So we can learn from what Cardiff didn't do and mm. just kind of implement our style on it, really. And um, yeah, hopefully we can uh, press and score some goals yeah absolutely I think yeah we're going to have to try and be physical and have to try and uh, and knock out that that sort of playing out from the back because obviously Swansea are notorious for it Russell Martin's notorious for it doing it as MK Dons it's going to certainly be an interesting game what changes would if if any would you make going into going into this game um, if Dan Garner's fit I'd have him in for Phillips I think uh, I think he was really effective against uh, QPR our last home game that we played before mm. Um, for Birmingham, I was really surprised when um, Val took him off for uh, crack. Was it? Um, I can't remember who it was, uh, but in that game, but um, yeah, I really do think that Dan Garner should come in potentially. Hugill, maybe if um, I'm not sure whether he's like kind of a impact sub or whether he starts a game, but um, overall, defense fine, midfield fine, potentially Malumbi in for Moa if uh, he's still injured, but mm. I think though it's kind of the first choice, but Malumbi definitely deserves to start. In the mm. front three, I think Grant and Robinson are kind of dead set, and then it's with that other position that I think needs uh, working on. Yeah, I'd like to see Dean Garner again. I, I just, I just look. I, I don't know about you, Joe. We'll, we'll chat about Dean Garner really, but um, he's just one of those players that I, I just want to see kick on because he had such a difficult year last season, which I don't think was massively his own fault. To be honest, he was obviously cast a bit aside by Big Sam. I would have never had him down to play that Big Sam style of football, but. Yeah, I don't know about you. Do you think do you think you can see Dean Garner get back to that form that we saw in the in the championship uh, under Bilic? Yeah, we know he's got that quality. He had that really great season under Bilic. And when he got injured in the like, January period, we definitely missed him. 
So, um, but we know how much of a vital player he can be and the quality he can provide. I think um, cutting in off the left-hand side, or, sorry, um, driving down the left-hand side, I think is his best position, really. So I would love to see him back. But it's kind of about between him and Grant, because Grant also likes to play on that left-hand side and uh, cut yeah. on his right. Yeah, it's a bit annoying, to be honest, because obviously you've got Dean Garner and Grant who want to play on that left-hand side. Grant's obviously really proven that he's effective from that left-hand side. But obviously Robinson's a player that, he, he kind of wants to play him up front, but like when he's playing on the wing, he kind of he just brings him off really when he when he's when he ends up playing on the wing. Um, do you think Robinson's kind of yours? Would, would you play him sort of up front if it's not going to be Hugo in the starting eleven? Yeah, I think I think I do. I think when he came on against QPR, I think he was really effective. Um, but uh, yeah, I think he's probably even his quality with Ireland as well, showing mm-hmm. how good of a player he can be through the middle. So um, yeah, I'm, I hope he uh, really starts up front. Yeah, I think we all thought that he was going to be our main striker, but I don't know, Val keeps sort of tinkering him and Phillips in between that position and then Hugh Hill comes on later on in the game. It's a bit it's a bit strange, but, you know, we'll roll with it with Val Ball. But, yeah, obviously, um, Swansea on Wednesday. Joe, do you have a, a score prediction for us on the Baggies podcast this week? I'm going to go with a comfortable 2-0 win. Fair, fair, yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a nice, nice little score. I'm yeah. going to go I'm gonna go 2-0 as well, you know. I'm going to, I'm going to copy, I think... Um, yeah, I think I just think that we're gonna. I just think we're gonna beat Swansea. I think uh, Cardiff. I was a bit unsure about, to be honest. Obviously, another team from Wales, but I thought that Cardiff we were gonna get battered by like we did against Millwall and, and end up drawing the game. But I think Swansea definitely an opponent that we can we can exploit with our play style and hopefully Russell Martin doesn't fancy changing that anytime soon, so we can go and pick up three points on Wednesday. But Joe, it's been a massive pleasure having you on the Baggies podcast this week for our match reaction episode for West Bromwich Albion 1, Birmingham City nil. Thank you very much for joining me, Joe. It's been a pleasure having you on, mate. No, thank you very much for having me as well. Yeah, absolutely. Been a pleasure to speak to you. But that does bring me to the end of the Baggies podcast. And if you're new around here, be sure to subscribe. Leave us a nice rating if you've enjoyed it. Uh, and make sure to go and follow Joe on Twitter and make sure to drop him a little, a little subscribe on the Albion show, which we'll also leave in the description as well. That brings me to the end of this episode. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye.